So Mark 8, uh, starting with verse 14, going to verse 21. Um, the beginning of the uh, book of Mark starts with the feeding of the 4,000, which is really similar to the feeding of the 5,000. Except this time there's seven basketfuls of bread that are left over instead of uh, 12. Thank you. And you've got, uh, obviously, a 1,000 less men that they've counted, which probably means that there are probably 6,000 less total people. So starting with verse 14, the disciples have forgotten to bring bread, (laughs) ironically, because they had just collected a bunch of extra basketfuls, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, is it because we have no bread? It is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you, and don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? 12, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? <laughs> Clearly they do not. So that's our, that's our passage for the day. Um, just a, f- uh, a funny little exchange between um, Jesus and the disciples. It almost seems like Jesus is a little snippy right here, much like me on day two of a caffeine fast and some other stuff that I've given up. Um, so beware. And <laughs> uh, you're laughing, but you know it's true. <laughs> um, it's, it's a little funny, I think, you can kind of see this playing out in like a TV show or movie in verse 14. It says the disciples have forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf they had with them. Um, and you can almost see Jesus saying like, hey, speaking of bread and like kind of like while we're on this like rabbit trail subject, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Then you've got the disciples discussing with one another and saying it's like he's saying this because it, it is because we have no bread. Um, that somehow these things are related. And where are their discussion? Jesus says, why are you talking about having no bread? It's not about the bread. Do you still not see or understand? Um, what, what you start to see like in Mark is Jesus starting to say, particularly with the disciples, and he's going to ease off in a, in a little while because they finally start to get it. Um, this thing like, do you have eyes, but you don't see? Do you have ears, but you don't hear? You keep hearing him say over and over again, let he who has ears, let him hear. Um, and this is just a regular thing. Like, do you see what the father is doing? Do you hear what the father is doing? And he's like on this like repeat right now where he just keeps saying it over and over and over again. And he consistently says, like, if you don't have eyes to see and if you don't have ears to hear, your hearts are hardened. And so we've just come out of last week a couple of times where he talks about like the hardness of hearts. He talks about the inability to see what's going on, the inability to hear what it is that the father is saying. Um, but I, what I want to spend like the chunk of the time that we have uh, today and our word portion of the time is just to look at what it is that Jesus actually says here. Be careful, he says in verse 15, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Uh, and so I think Jesus is, you can almost see like the wheels turning in Jesus's mind, how he gets from one thing to the other, just this comment that they don't have any bread with them. Um, and you can kind of see like the wheels turning in Jesus's mind that would quickly lead him to like thinking about this, uh, because you probably know yeast is the change agent 
in bread. It is the thing that makes it go. So it is, if you do not have yeast, you have matzah, basically. You have a very flat, dry, brittle, um, there just aren't many people that just love matzah, right? Like, it's, no one's like, man, you know what I want today? Matzah. Like, yeast is the thing that makes the whole thing rise and gives it, um, like, the texture, but it also gives it, there's a certain flavor that yeast brings to bread um, that most people find to be really, really, really tasty. Um, and what it is that he's doing is he's drawing a comparison to say, like, you need to watch out for the things that makes them go. The things that make the Pharisees go, the fa- things that make Herod go. Um, so, just quick little pop quiz: What is Jesus's central message? Kingdom. The kingdom of God. All right. So, when he's giving teachings and parables and talking about things, what is he trying to do in relation to the kingdom of God? He's inviting people in. Saying what the kingdom of God is like. Saying what the kingdom of God. Why is that important? Saying what it's like. So people can have an imagination for it. They can have an imagination for it. Why would they need an imagination for it? Because it's not on the earth. Because it's different. It is completely different. The whole thing is upside down. Um, and so. What it is that he's getting at, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. What you have in Pharisees and Herod are two people or two groups, like Pharisee being a group of people, Herod being a person. Um, And each of them are relating specifically, I think Jesus is talking about here, to power differently. So the Pharisees use power in a very particular way and gain power, manipulate power, use power. And Herod uses it, sees it, and manipulates it in a different kind of way. Like one is, it, is in a religious way to grow a group of people together, but they're going to manipulate it and use it in such a way that is different than the kingdom. And Herod does the exact same thing. And their relation to power and their relation to ambition in many ways is the thing that makes them go. And what Jesus is getting at here is like you need to watch out for that kind of yeast. Because the yeast of the kingdom is very, very, very different. Now, this is interesting because he's just finishing the second big feeding. Like, it's starting to become somewhat of a habit within his ministry. He's fed 5,000 people or 5,000 men. Now he's fed 4,000 men, so somewhere in the area of, like, 14,000 people. Um, and he keeps coming back to, you remember how he talks about in Mark chapter 6, he's like, they didn't get the point of the feeding of the 5,000 and their hearts were hardened. And what is it that he says again here? Like they don't understand his comment about the yeast in Herod and and, uh, the Pharisees. And what is it that he says? You have eyes, but you don't see. You have ears, but you don't hear. Are your hearts hardened? Like in many ways, he's trying to get at like, if you consistently don't understand the way the world really works, that my father literally, not figuratively, not hyperbolic, hyperbolically, I'm not trying to overstate, he literally has everything in his hands. And you are co-regents with him. And why are you worried, again, about having one loaf of bread? Like, what are you doing <laughs> 
Like, we, my father has everything in his hands. You've now seen on multiple occasions how we can just multiply stuff. That's the way the kingdom works. Like, there are things that you cannot see. There are forces at work that you cannot necessarily see, but you can have eyes to see them. You can have senses to see where they're moving. And you're worried about having only one loaf of bread for 12 of you. We just finished having a couple of loaves of bread, and it fed 4,000. Like, are your hearts that hard? And so the, the thing that I think he's identifying with the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod is that though they relate to power differently, um, it always has a relation to, like, what it is that you can see, like, in the physical world. So Herod is probably thinking, how much money do I have? How many people can that buy to be part of my army or my military? How many people can I pay off in terms of bribes? So in many ways for Herod, because he's exceptionally wealthy, and that's just the Roman way as it relates to power, it's going to be a transaction between money. It's how much you can, like, your world and the place that you inhabit is going to be largely controlled by the things that you have in your hand in terms of gold pieces or shekels. For the Pharisees, it's going to be how many people are going to be part of our group as it relates to, like, the way that we um, are conservative religious people, or is it going to be the Essenes, who are the people who have left the religious world altogether and live in the hills, or the Sadducees, who are the liberal religious people in Jesus's time? It's going to be, tend to be like the numbers of people and the n- amount of control that we can exert over those numbers of people, how close it is that we can get to perfection with keeping all 613 Levitical laws, because that will give us more authority and power. And Jesus is like, that isn't the way the kingdom works. It's just not the way that it works. Like, does money matter? Sure. Does the amount of, like, your ability to keep all the law matter? It matters on some level. Does it matter how many people are part of your thing? Sure. Like, it's not that these things don't count. It's just that they're not the end-all, be-all. And the way that the kingdom works is in such a way where everything is flipped upside down. And we just fed another 4,000 men, 16,000 or 14,000 people, and you still don't get it. And this is not even the first time that it's happened. And so I think the question that we, like that's important perhaps for us to ask this morning, um, are what are all the things that we have seen and we still don't get? Like we've seen this happen and this happen and this happen and this happen. And Jesus is looking at us this morning and is like, are your hearts still hard? Are they still hard? Do you still have eyes, but you don't see? Do you still have ears, but you don't hear? Like, what are the ways in which there's something that makes our life go, and we think that the world operates in a certain way, and we're actually just flat out wrong? It actually doesn't operate that way. And we are playing into it with the choices that we make, big and small. And Jesus is just looking at us, and maybe even a little snarky, (laughs) is saying, come on. Like, really? Like, it's not about, are we really asking these questions again? Uh, and I think in some ways, like, what triggers Jesus' response um, is the question that they're asking, the worry that they are bringing to the table. We only have one loaf of bread. Um, and so maybe just an additional thing that we can be thinking about this morning is what is the worry that we're bringing to the table? Not that, or the anxiety we bring to the table, not in that, like, that makes you bad, not in that Jesus loves you less, 
But like it, it shows you a place for an opportunity for the Holy Spirit's power to be made perfect. An opportunity for Jesus to move into that place. Um, and, to, and maybe give some, some, harsh, some harsh rebuke to you. Not because he loves you less, but because he loves you. Because he came so that you would not have to worry. He came so you wouldn't have to suffer from anxiety. And so the, the fact that we worry, the fact that we're anxious, and again, to be clear, this includes me, is simply saying, like, look, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Are your hearts still hard? So one of the things that, we, that Jesus regularly invites his disciples into, one of the things that we see just all over the scriptures is, like, just the power of remembering um, and the power of saying things out loud that it is that the Lord has done. So for those of you listening today on the podcast, um, maybe it would be prudent to spend some time after this just thinking through the places that um, the Lord has been faithful and he has done miraculous things that can only be explained by the kingdom. But I also encourage you to actually share with someone. So if you are listening and you are fasting with us, maybe finding your your fasting partner and just sharing uh, a way in which the Lord has been faithful and he has he has done miracles in your life.